Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Welcome to Compassion's Audio Podcast. This podcast shows the compassionate and the loving heart of God through Jesus Christ. You don't have to run away from God, but you can come close to Him. Jesus tasted death for everyone in all the world. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Enjoy the message. Coming up on Compassion Podcast. Have you ever heard the voice of your conscience saying things like, you deserve hell for the sins you have committed. You call yourself a Christian. You hypocrite. You are even a leader in your church and you have committed such a shameful act in secret. Your conscience can affect your walk in life. It determines how you see yourself and even how you see things in life. Your conscience has effect on your outward look. It can make you timid. It can make you bold. It can affect your relationships. But how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience, cleanse your conscience, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Let us draw close to the Father. Remember the Bible says, Let us come therefore boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and to find grace to help in time of need. Let's open our Bibles. Let's go to Psalms 103. We are going to look at verse 12 to verse 13. Psalms 103, verse 12 to verse 13. And I read, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Verse 13. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Let's take it again. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. He has removed our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west. Verse 13. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. God is a God of forgiveness. He knows you perfectly and still loves you perfectly. We are slaves to the idea that if someone sees our flaws or weaknesses, they won't love us anymore. Well, that may be true in the human relationships, but God is not like that. God sees all our imperfections, our failings, and our flaws on Jesus at the cross. Our sins 
and ugliness do not turn God off. In fact, to him, there are occasions to demonstrate his grace and forgiveness through the blood of his son, his son Jesus Christ, who has removed all our sins completely at Calvary. So don't be embarrassed about your flaws, mistakes, and imperfections. God knows your weaknesses better than you do, and he loves you just the same. Jesus is not someone who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Instead, Jesus was tempted in all point, yet he was without sin. He understands every temptation and every trial that you are going through. He is not disappointed with you, and he is not waiting for you to live up to a set of do's and don'ts before he forgives and loves you. No, please. The Bible says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The next verse says, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. What I just quoted is from Romans chapter 5, verse 8 to verse 9. Let me repeat what I just said. Verse 8, he says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Jesus Christ. When did God love you? That's right. When you were still a sinner, before you even knew him, when you were still in sin, he already loved you. How much more today, when you have been cleansed by Jesus' blood and made righteous? Having received Jesus' righteousness, you are righteous forever. Even when you fall into sin, I repeat, when you receive Jesus' righteousness, you are righteous forever, even when you fall into sin. Your sins don't make you a sinner again. Why? Because it is not you purposefully trying to go and sin. It's a walk with the Father. We fall here and there, but then that does not make us sinners when we fall or when we fail. When you fall short today, you are still the righteousness of God. This is because your righteousness comes from Jesus. In the same way that a beautiful butterfly cannot morph back into a caterpillar. Once you've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus, you cannot morph back into a sinner. Knowing your righteous identity in Christ then gives you the power to become master in the affairs of life. It gives you the power to become master in the affairs of life. Overcoming every sin, overcoming every sickness, overcoming every lack, and overcoming every bad habit. Knowing your righteous identity in Christ. As human beings, we were all born subject to sin and law. All men sin. All men have an innate understanding of right and wrong. Therefore, we have a conscience. Your conscience can affect your walk in life. It determines how you see yourself. 
your conscience determines how you see others and even how you see things in life. Your conscience has effect on your outward look. It can make you timid. It can make you bold. It can affect your relationships. If you have a pure conscience, to you, everything is pure. If you have a bad conscience, a defiled conscience, to you, everything is bad. Let us read quickly. Okay, we are going to just run quickly through some scriptures. What God says about bad conscience, pure conscience, evil conscience. Let's just look at some of them. First one, we are going to look at pure conscience. Let's look at Titus. Titus chapter 1 verse 15 NLT. And I read, Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. But nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and consciences are corrupted. Let's read again. Titus 1.15 NLT. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. We get that? Good. But nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving. And it gives the reason. Because their minds and consciences are corrupted. So, because their minds and their consciences are corrupted, nothing is pure to them. Let's look at good conscience. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. This time around, let's look at NKJV. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience. Can you see that in the Bible? What we read earlier was pure conscience. This time around, we are looking at good conscience. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. So, we've seen pure conscience, good conscience. Let's look at evil conscience. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Hebrews 10, verse 22, NKJV. He says, let us draw near. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Can you see this in the Bible? Let us draw near. Let us draw close to the Father. Remember the Bible says, let us come therefore boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and to find grace to help in time of need. He says, let us draw near with a true heart, with a sincere heart. We should draw near with a true heart, a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith. And then he says, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. That's what we're talking about here, evil conscience. There is pure conscience, good conscience. There is an evil conscience sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. What is an evil conscience? An evil conscience. What is it? How is it like? An evil conscience is a conscience which is always conscious of sin. I repeat. An evil conscience is a conscience which is always conscious of sin. We think of an evil conscience as a conscience which is always sinful. But no. I'm sorry to say this, but let me say it anyway. The child of God is born of God. But then, the child of God can have 
an evil conscience when he is always conscious of his sins instead of his righteousness in Christ. We'll be right back. Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. We want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your Father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Feeling is the voice of your body. Reason is the voice of your mind. Conscience is the voice of your spirit, your heart. You can't run away from your conscience. Whether good conscience or bad conscience, you can't run away from it. Every man has a conscience. That is the voice of his spirit. Before God restores your outside, before God restores your family, your marriage, your home, your relationships, your finances, your job, your health, your ministry. Before God restores the outside, all these things, God restores your conscience. A bad conscience is like walking around with pebbles in your shoes. You don't feel comfortable. That is what conscience is like. Is that scratchy feeling on the inside. Your spirit, your heart, is your spirit, your heart that condemns you when you sin or when you do wrong as a Christian. It's your heart. It's not the Holy Spirit that condemns you because the Holy Spirit doesn't convict the child of God of sin. We might say the Holy Spirit will convict you when you sin, but that's not what God's Word says. And that is not what our Lord said. The Holy Spirit will not do Satan's work for him. To convict you of sin, to accuse you of sin when you fail, that is Satan's job. That is not the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit will not convict you when you fall. The Holy Spirit is so holy to accuse a child of God. Please, let's go to John chapter 16. The book of John chapter 16. Let's look at verse 7 to verse 11. John chapter 16, verse 7 to verse 11. This is the Lord talking. He's about leaving. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, if I go, I will send him to you. Verse 8. And when he has come, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So this is where sometimes we assume that he is convicting the child of God of sin. No. Verse 9 explains it. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. The child of God believes in Jesus Christ. That is why he became the child of God in the first place. 
So this sin here, that the Holy Spirit is going to convict the world, is because the world does not believe in Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. He will convict the child of God of righteousness. Why? Because that's the time the child of God still has to know that he is the righteousness of God. And that is by faith. The Holy Spirit helps the child of God. Helps him. He is our helper. Don't forget that. He said that in verse 7. If I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He has come to affirm the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. We should know this. The Bible says that we are justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are justified by faith. That is what the Holy Spirit helps the child of God. He helps the child of God to know that he is still justified by faith. And the Bible says, in whom, in Christ, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. It is all by faith. That is what the Holy Spirit has come to do in and for the child of God. Verse 11, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. He is explaining what he said in verse 8. Conviction of sin to the world, conviction of righteousness to the child of God, conviction of judgment to Satan. The Lord plainly said that the only sin the Holy Spirit will convict the world of is the sin of not believing in him, sin of rejecting him. We said all that to say that it's your heart that condemns you not the Holy Spirit. It's your own spirit that knows the very moment that you've done wrong. When you sin, your heart knows, your spirit knows. The minute you miss it, you know it inside. This is true with anyone who is born again because the one who is not born again is already dead. He doesn't even know whether he has missed it or failed. That is his life. That is his nature. Have you ever heard the voice of your conscience saying things like, you deserve hell for the sins you have committed? You call yourself a Christian, you hypocrite. You are even a leader in your church and you have committed such a shameful act in secret. Or have you heard your conscience say things like, you don't deserve anything good, looking at what you did against your parents years ago. Why are you surprised that people around you are not talking to you? It's because of your character. You call yourself a Christian and you have such a bad character. Why are you surprised? These are all voices of your conscience. Why are you surprised that your children are not talking to you? You were never there when they needed you. There are many sincere believers who feel depressed all the time because of a sense of guilt. And they pay for their sins in terms of illnesses. In fact, doctors are discovering that there are many sicknesses and diseases that are caused by self-guilt and self-condemnation. They call these sicknesses psychosomatic sicknesses and are caused by guilt and condemnation because the conscience is saying, you have done wrong, you must be punished. How can your sin not be punished? This is the voice of the conscience. It's a fact that we remember most of our failings. We often feel guilty for our sins. Even the ones we committed before we gave our life to Jesus Christ or after we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, we still feel guilty of our sins. These memories flood our minds with feelings of guilt. Sometimes we feel guilty even for the sins that we have repented of many years ago. 
At other times, we think that we have committed such grievous sins that we cannot even forgive ourselves. We ask forgiveness from God, and we know God has forgiven us. But the memory of it still hurts us. The thoughts of guilt constantly plague our minds. So, how can we, believers, be free from guilt? Does God have an answer for a guilty conscience? A shameful conscience? A conscience full of condemnation? Because when you do something wrong, when you sin, you can never be at peace with it. Before you got born again, you were at peace when you sinned. In fact, you didn't know what the difference was. You sinned anyway. And you felt good anytime you sinned. You, you felt good at that time. The Bible explains our state before we got born again. The Bible says, you, we were dead. We were dead in the trespasses and sins in which we once walked. Following the course of this world. Following the prince of the power of the air. And the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Among whom we all once lived. This was our life before we gave our life to Jesus Christ. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. This was our state before we got born again. But now you have a new nature. And sin is foreign to it. That is why you are feeling this guilt. That is why you are having this inner conflict. It's a sign that you're born again. So, what is God's answer to a guilty conscience? You are a Christian. You are born again. You are a child of God. And you sinned. You felt sorry. You cried. You gave God a lot of promises not to do it again. And then you repeated it. Now you feel guilty. You feel more condemned. You feel like a hypocrite. And your conscience tells you how hypocrite you are. And Satan is there to side with your conscience. To accuse and condemn you more. This is a true experience of God's children who want a way out of sin. They rededicate their lives to Jesus again and again. The truth is, they don't have an easy conscience. Their conscience condemns them. We are not making light of the sin you committed. What's God's answer to a guilty conscience? What is God's answer to that? God's answer to us is His Word. The Word of God is the answer to every human problem that we can ever think of. The Word of God is the solution. If it is healing you need for yourself or for a loved one, the answer is in the Word of God. The Bible says He sent His Word and His Word healed them of all their afflictions. It is in the Word of God that we know that surely He has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Jesus, Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken. God smote him, smitten by God and afflicted. It is in the word of God that we see 
that we have healing through the cross of Jesus Christ. If you have problems with the finances, the answer is the word of God. The answer is in the word of God. The Bible says, we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for our sakes, he became poor, that we, through his poverty, will be rich. It's there in the Bible. It is there in the word of God. It's there written in the word of God. Our God supplies all our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We find this in the word of God. If you are listening and you want to receive this wonderful Jesus into your heart, this wonderful Savior into your life, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for me. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life from today. I receive your eternal life now. I ask you to give me your Holy Spirit to come and dwell in me now. Thank you, Father, for loving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations if you pray that simple prayer. God heard you. And you are now a son or daughter of God. Welcome to this great family. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you were helped in any way by this episode, please give us your review and subscribe to receive latest messages like these. If you want to contact us on a personal level, please send us an email to the email address in the description below. We would love to hear from you. Keep on hearing and keep on growing. And remember that God is your Father. Stay tuned for the next episode.